God's word says all scripture is God breathed and it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Whatever season of life you're in, the Bible has answers. Come along with me as we discuss life, faith, parenting, marriage, and more all in light of scripture. Thanks for listening to the Streams of Water podcast. Hello, welcome to another episode of Streams of Water. My name is Shauna and I'm your host and thanks for joining us. We are working on a social media series and last episode we talked about social media and faith and what it has to do with um with our faith. And so give that a listen if you haven't yet. Today um, we are talking about something that um if I'm honest, is uh, a hard <laughs> thing for me, a good heart check for me. I always like to say on here that the things we talk about, I do not have figured out. Um, I am wanting to um, figure them out together with you out loud and in scripture. And um, and so today we are talking about social media and identity and um I think social media has creeped its way into so many aspects of our lives that um, it has become a huge identity piece for many of us. And um, like I'll say throughout this series, I'm not advocating for getting rid of social media. I have it. Um, but I think once we align ourselves um, with scripture and who um, God says we are in him, then I think we're going to be able to have a healthy approach to social media. And next episode, we're going to be talking about that specifically, how to healthily approach um, social media and that it can be such a positive tool. And I'm really excited to talk about that because I'm not anti-social media. I am not bashing it, but I want us to come um, at it in the with the right posture and the right approach. And then I think it can actually be a really healthy and great tool for us. So Today, I wanted to talk about two ways that we um, approach social media um, into two identity pieces in us. And the first one is affirmation. And so it's probably not at all a newsflash that we tend to go to social media for um, affirmation. I have noticed for me when I have... um, a disagreement maybe with my husband or um, I've just had a, a day at home where I've been feeling really, I don't know, just burnt out or um, there's some tension going on. I, I go to social media like it's just, it's just such a quick habit. I will just pick up my phone, open it, and I just immediately go to Facebook or Instagram or something that just gets my attention off of the issue at hand. And um, that is really unhealthy. It's a way to numb what's going on and to not deal with things that I should be dealing with. And I just get into the scroll, you know, just scrolling through. And then um, I have my eyes on you know, not things that are necessarily bad. It could be good social media accounts, but things that are just distracting me um, 
from things that I need to be thinking about or things I need to be taking to the Lord or things I need to be making right with whoever my issue is with, right? Um, And one way that I go when I'm upset and I go to social media, I look for likes, comments, new followers, um, shares, anything that can make me feel, just give me a little boost. Um, And I uh, had heard that research has been done that actually, um, you know, when we get a like on something on social media, our brain actually releases um, endorphins that, you know, make us happy when we see that. And so I wanted to read um, this quote I found. Um, It's from an article called Why Social Media and Content Can Be Addictive, The Science of Happy Hormones. And it was written by Chase Friedman. I don't know anything about (laughs) this guy except for this um, that he wrote on on the subject. And I found it really interesting. So I'm going to read it to you. This is what what Chase says. Beginning quote, uh, when we see likes, comments, or shares on our posts, our brains release dopamine, which gives us a sense of satisfaction. Similarly, when we view content that makes us laugh or feel good, our brains release endorphins, which lead to feelings of pleasure. And when we interact with others online, our brains release oxytocin, which is known as the cuddle hormone because it promotes feelings of bonding and closeness. So it's possible that we're addicted to social media and content because it makes us feel good. But it's also possible that we're addicted because we're constantly seeking out new ways to trigger these happy hormones. We're always on the lookout for the next great piece of content that will make us laugh, feel good, or bond with others, end quote. And um, he goes on to talk about um, actually how you can get more followers by like posting positive things or whatever. And so it almost seems like he was um, advocating for like (laughs) how you can use people's addictions to like get yourself more followers. That's not what I'm saying. Um, I I don't necessarily uh, agree with that approach. I see where he's coming from, but I just found it really interesting what he's saying about these things that actually happen in our brain when we um, see this content on social media. And it can be good things. You could see puppies on social media and, you know, you have this cuddle hormone that's um, released in your brain and it makes you feel warm and happy and um God is absolutely the creator of puppies and the creator of babies. And um, the ones that always get me on social media are when um, uh, moms or dads who have been um, off uh, serving uh, for the, in the military and they come back and they surprise their kids like at school. Oh my gosh, those get me. And I have like tingles right now thinking about those ones. And so God has definitely created um, lovely things. He is the creator of lovely things. And we shouldn't feel bad that um, when we see these things, it makes us feel happier. Makes us feel good. That's that's not a that's not a bad thing at all. It's when we misplace 
um, social media or the content we see there on there as the thing that we should be chasing in order to be happy. That's when we um, are are in danger. And so I really believe that God created us to desire love, to desire affection, um, even to desire affirmation. Um, but the problem is when we search for those things outside of our creator. Now, things partnered with our creator, like a, a really great relationship with your niece or nephew or um, a really yummy dinner or um, a new pet for the family. Those things are, it's absolutely great that those things make us happy and we get excited about those things. Um, When we have the right perspective of it is God that created those things and he's the ultimate source that's going to make me um, like feel absolutely who I'm supposed to feel. And when our affirmation lies in him, that is when we have, we've, that's, that's what we should be aiming for. Right. And so, um, I wanted to look at what scripture says about this and about who we are in Christ. If you peruse through Ephesians one, um, specifically verses one through 14, um, there are a handfuls of things that we are in Christ. Um, it says we are blessed. We are chosen. We are holy and blameless. Um, we're adopted, redeemed, forgiven. We have an inheritance, which is heaven. Um, we have the Holy Spirit. Um, these are some of the things that are the correct view of who we actually are in Christ. And I think when we focus on those things, we are then able to see other things in life that make us happy and and put those things together. And that is uh, what we should be aiming for. So when we understand who we are in Christ, then we can go to Him for our affirmation, not needing to look on social media for it. I think once we're set in our identity, we then can have a healthy relationship with social media. And we will be talking more about this on the next episode, like I said before. And so stay tuned for that. I'm I'm not advocating for completely getting rid of social media, um, but having our ducks in a row or working toward that, right, um, I think is the thing we need to be doing in order to correctly approach social media in a healthy way. It's all, all about, um, so often we come back to the idea of sanctification, that we are being being made to look more and more like Christ as we continue our walk on this earth. Um, it's not going to be an instant, um, you know, even in any area, even in social media, it might be a process of figuring out how to um, continually remind ourselves of who we are in Christ so that we approach social media in the correct way. And the way that we do that is by being in his word. Um, How can we know 
what it even means to belong to Christ if we are not continually and purposefully um, studying his word and doing that with others and in community. Um, So I think we can wrongly go to social media for answering the question of who am I? What's my value? um, Am I, am I liked enough today? Um, And we can do that in a wrong way. And instead we need to be going to scripture to answer those questions. And God has really clearly laid out who we are in him from the beginning of the Bible, from the creation story, when God looked at what he had made of humans and he said, it is very good all the way to now when he's still writing his story and his plan is, um, to have us be with him. It says, scripture says he, he's preparing a place for us. We are going to be uh, with him for eternity. If we give our, give our lives to Christ and put him on the throne and as the savior in our life, we have that. um, It's promised. It is done. It is finished what Christ did on the cross. And um, we don't need to look outside of Jesus for affirmation. The things we see that God has created are totally okay to be excited about and things that make you feel warm inside and all of that. But in um, the proper posture of those things come from, from God. Okay. So that's my first one. I think that we do. The second one I want to talk about feels a lot harder for me. Because it's one that I wrestle with every day. Um, It is the idea of self-righteousness. So um, I think that we, I, I'll speak for myself. I think that I go to social media um, not only to just feel like, oh, do people like me? Um, But I go to social media because it makes me feel better about myself when I see a, people agreeing with what I believe on a certain topic or ideology or whatever. And B, when people disagree with it and I look at what they've posted and I'm just like, this is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever seen. And um, and I just, you know, show it to my husband and laugh about how ridiculous it is. And it makes me feel great that at least I'm not thinking the thing that they're thinking. And this is so ugly and so wrong for so many reasons. Um, But before I get into all that, I do want to say, you know, what does the Bible say about self-righteousness? When we go and we um, stand on our little box and we say, I've got all the things figured out. And because, you know, I've been around for 35 years, so I must have it all figured out. Um, Jesus speaks against self-righteousness a lot in the Gospels. Uh, When he was in ministry um, on his time on the earth, and he specifically speaks um, to the Pharisees about self-righteousness. I believe it's Matthew 23 or 25, um, one of those chapters where he speaks out against it a lot. And... um, if you're not familiar with the Pharisees, um, you just know that you don't want to be associated with them because they um, basically 
followed um, the law to a T. Um, so the law that God gave his people to follow. Um, but they did not believe Jesus was the Messiah. And at least as a whole people group. And they also added a bunch of their own laws and they made up these ridiculous practices that were actually not in God's law. And Jesus speaks out against it a lot and talks about how they have it. They seemingly have it all um, put together on the outside, but on the inside, they're dead. Like they are not, they are missing um what God has, what God has done. And so Jesus speaks out against it. So that should be something for us to say, huh, I wonder if, you know, this is a big deal. Like maybe I should look at my own heart. Am I being self-righteous? Um, and Philippians two specifically talks about how we are to consider others, um, better than ourselves and to have the same attitude that Jesus has which it says he emptied himself. He became humble, even to the point of death on a cross. Um, And when I am going to social media, and I will say I have a couple specific um, people that I follow in mind, and I see that they have a story, and I open their story, I I do it with a heart that says, oh, I wonder what they're going to post now. That is so ridiculous and so you know, against my own ideology on the subject. And I, I hate that that is my, my thing that I'm looking for. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't um, look at what we're, you know, seeing and taking it up what, what the Bible, like looking at what the Bible has to say about it. Like, I think that's incredibly important. Like we need to be um, critical thinkers But when I take the ideology that this person um, is saying on their story and I make it them, right, Um, I am no longer seeing that person as an image bearer of of God. I am seeing them as an ideology and as something that I disagree with and something that elevates, you know, myself. And it's just, it's absolutely the wrong thing the wrong way to approach it. So when we understand that others are image bearers and that we are to treat them even better than we do ourselves, we can still engage with accounts, i.e. people we don't agree with because we don't have a need to be defensive and to elevate ourselves. We can then speak truth but not be so offended and take it personally. And I think when we do it out of a um, the MO of being self-righteous, we are only doing it to make ourselves look better, feel better. Um, and we are missing out on still being able to speak truth, but doing it in a way that um, is not so defensive. And so like, I need to be right and you're totally wrong. And so I think that's something that I do. And so I want to commit to, you know, maybe either just not looking at some people's stories because I know that, um, you know, it's going to, I'm just looking for them to be wrong, right? For them to mess up. Um, Or before I open a story to pray for that person and to just 
pray for their heart and pray for their um, desire to either know Jesus for the first time or um, maybe they maybe they love Jesus and you just have some different thoughts on things. Pray for their relationship with the Lord, you know, and I think that prayer so often um, softens our heart, even if it's just um, a small little prayer that we're offering up in that moment. So I think that that is something something to consider when we come when we come to social media. And so I think if we are um, willing to do the work of who who am I in Christ? What does scripture say about that? Let me do some research. Let me think about that. And once that is more foundational, I think we'll be able to approach social media in in a more healthy way. So um, I'm saying this, brothers and sisters, to you just as much as I am to myself, especially the self-righteous one. Um, and I'm just, after I get off this day, I'm just going to say a prayer um, for you and for myself as we continually live in a world that is so... Um, heavily inundated with um, social media and it's it is something we can completely get off of if we would like to Um, but um, I'm not saying that's the answer and I'm not saying it's not the answer I think it's a thing that you take up with the Holy Spirit and you know make a plan with him about what you want to do but I do think that there is a way to be healthy um, and to still enjoy um, the beautiful side of social media, which is still there, which we're going to talk about next, next episode. So um, that's it for today. Thank you for, for joining us. And as always, I uh, totally appreciate a little review on wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, it helps other people um, hear about this podcast. So um, thanks so much. Catch you next time.